church It's not safe, hey, it's not safe, hey, it's not safe, it's not safe, it's not safe, the Not Safe for Church Podcast. I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church Podcast, where we serve the saints and the ain'ts, because Jesus is for everybody. I am your host, Raynal Tiba Amawali Kent. Right now, what can you do? You can like, comment, and subscribe. But y'all, I'm so excited about tonight. I have the OBO Jones on. He is known for creating space. He is a life coach, a social media influencer, and an LGBTQ advocate. And I just love everything about OBO, period. Okay, you got moves tonight. Those are not safe for a church. The intro music is giving me. You, come on. It's giving Magic OBO. <laughs> Robo Shata. Ebo Shata. OBO, everybody loves you. I've had people, I, all my friends, they just love you. So I'm super excited you're back. And we can really have a real interview because last time you were here, I don't know what that was. But it was a moment. But it was not an interview. It was like a... <laughs> Woo! But okay, let's get into this first. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Obi, and I have so many questions. But before I get there, I have to thank my partners. I want to thank CrossFit, Social City, Social City. Can I talk tonight? This Invisalign is trying to keep me from talking right uh, for being one of my partners in season two. Make sure you check their gym out. I will be coming back to their gym next month because my schedule is changing, and I'm so excited. Um, I love CrossFit, Social City. It's a strength training gym all the way in Spring Valley. It's a good time. Good music, good people. If you're new to Vegas, it's the place to go. If you are old to Vegas, it's the place to go. If you need community, you need friends, it is such a loving environment and a place to get your body together. This couple is one of the hottest couple. They both have abs, and they're just so fine. Like, when you see them working out in the gym, it might turn you on, but that's another story. All right, I want to thank For the Love LV for being one of my partners. They're also a great couple. I mean, look, I mean, I hang out with so many good couples. You are who you hang around. I'm praying this is my season. But let's talk about their story. For the love. Oh, God is going to send you love if you go to For the Love on Main Street. Check out their clothing store. They have so many good pieces. If you're coming to Vegas, need to take some stuff back home uh, for family. Like, that is the place to go. And make sure you tell them I sent you. And all right, you can support this podcast by two ways. You can subscribe and share. It's totally free. Totally free. Subscribe and share. When you see me post something, share it. When you see, share it with your cousins, your auntie, your mama, your baby daddy, all of them. And guess what? You can give and receive. And you can give and receive. Everything is NSFC podcast. And uh, yeah. It helps me fund this podcast, helps me continue to do it, and uh, it really means a lot. But all right, we're going to get into today's episode. My topic today is all about creating space. Uh, Many of you know, uh, OBO was on episode 15 of season one. Um, I don't know if it's the most played episode because because people are just nosy and they want to know your business. I mean, literally, I didn't even have to promote that episode because people were just ready to just know all my business, and I was ready to tell it. And uh, so last time OBO was here, um, I got to share my truth with the world. Uh, I don't really consider it coming out. I think I let people in because I was already living this truth, but I wasn't living it openly. And uh, I'm so grateful uh, for OBO coming on. And literally, I think uh, tonight we're talking about creating space, but I think in that moment... I saw Obio literally live in his purpose because when you're somebody who says they create space, when you go into spaces, you automatically create it and you make other people feel comfortable to just be honest and be themselves. And Obio, I appreciate you and I thank you. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. 
You're a good man. I really appreciate you. Oh, woo! It's been a journey, but it's getting better now. We're on a, you know, in the beginning, it's you know, when you first come out, it'd be like, oh hell no, what did I? No, the first month is like amazing. Then the second month, especially when you come from like where I come from, it was like, oh, this is real. Like they really don't like me no more. I'm uninvited. And then like, you know, like six months you know it, it just gets better like the journey gets better and you find your people you find your tribe but obo i would love if you would open up tonight telling the people who you are what do you do and uh just give them some background information about you yeah um i'm obo um native to atlanta um atlanta georgia um i am i guess title wise i'm an lgbtq plus advocate life coach podcaster and speaker um yeah i've spoken to a few colleges featured in a few magazines um i talk about oh come on magazines what magazines have you been in obl tell the people (laughs) tell the people i was was in the october issue of ebony 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 you talking about ebony the one we grew up with in the beauty shops in the (laughs) barbershop you was in ebony we got a a Uh, ebony magazine person on this Woo, the lord He will I'm connect the- you. <laughs> Robobo Shatati Diaseke. Yes, I mean, it was also written by a queer man named Period. Kent. Um, so that's dope. I am also in the February issue of Essence magazine. Um, and so, you know, we're just, we're doing what we can in these streets, man. Trying to make it happen and advocate for the people. Always. always. Enlarge my territory. <laughs> Woo! That's what I feel in my spirit. You know how to do Woo! Enlarge my... Oh, Lord. I'm kidding. I like that song. Oh, I'm not, no, I don't, I, I save that for other times, praise God. All right, OBO, um, something, um, I love about you and, like, I remember when I used to watch, you know, like, your, um, your creating, like, creating space, those little episodes on YouTube, I used to watch those all the time in my room, really low, because I didn't want my roommates to hear, and, you know, when I was trying to figure out what, you know, my sexual, I wasn't trying to figure it out, because I was doing stuff, but when I was trying to figure it out, and, uh, your tagline is create space. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, where did that come from? Like, because it was like through every every video, like that's how you end it. So, like, it had to be something that caught your attention and was like, this is my thing. Like, where did it come from? How did you get that? Yeah, I think as a as a I say closeted man, that's my experience. I'm not projecting on anyone else. But when I was a closeted man, trying to find a safe space was tough. And I think I. I isolated myself from people, right? I just chose to not be around anybody because I couldn't find any safe spaces. But unbeknownst to me, I wasn't a safe space. So not only did others not create space for me, I didn't create space for myself. And so my channel, my whole purpose in life, I feel like has been is to create space literally. And that's kind of where the motto came from, right? Just continue to create space, make room for myself and others. Yeah. Was there yeah. like a moment, like, did it like just happen? Like, were you like, this is a tagline? Like, this is what I'm going to live for? Like, or? Literally, I was doing the video and I was just like, y'all be good. Keep creating space. space. And that yeah. was just what it was. And as I was editing, I'm like, keep creating space. That might have a little ring to it. Let's just keep, let's yeah. just run with it. Work what's working. Yeah. And I kept saying it. And now here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I believe a lot of people, uh, what they experience from you probably is way more deeper in inner work than we know. Because a lot of times who you are publicly is what you are perfecting privately. Mm. And so for (laughs) me, my question for you is, what are you doing privately to reflect 
to the world who you are today because obviously what you're doing is working. It's working in your favor. You're, it's, it's your season. You're, you're living in your light. Like, it's your moment. And it's like, what are you doing privately to reflect what you're reflecting? I'm being brutally honest with myself. Yeah. And I'm, that's a scary space for most people, even scarier for people in the LGBTQ plus community, because a lot of that honesty brings about things that are ugly, that internalize homophobia, that yeah. shame, that doubt, that yeah. fear, that thing that we don't really want to address because we think now that we're out, we're done with the work and we can just be ourselves, have have our relationship with guys and do our thing, but there's so much more to the pot and what I've been doing ever since coming out. I came out in 2019, but ever since then, I think I was 26. How old are you? 20, yeah. yeah. I think I remember, because I remember watching a video and I was like, I wonder will I come out around the same age? <laughs> you know how you watch stuff? You're like, I wonder. I said, hell no, I ain't gonna do that shit. That, you know, God bless OVO. God didn't call me to that. I'm good. I like my life. I'm singing, making money for the Lord. That's what I was yes. for the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, and that was my reality. I I came out. And I lost. I lost everybody. I, I, all my friends. So I, I was uninvited to weddings. I was abandoned from church groups. I mean, all the things, you know. Yeah. And I think I had to get really brutally honest about some of the things that I was bringing for myself. And I think doing that work yeah. has helped me to not be a public phony. I'm, I'm like what I project is who I truly am. Somebody who was questioning things. Somebody who was truly advocating privately and publicly. Somebody who was on this journey and really wants to be myself and liberate myself so I can liberate other people. It's yeah. important to me. Yeah. Because yeah. whatever you are, you will be the other people. I always think about how when I, me and my sister literally were talking the other day and she was like, one thing right now, she was like, I just love how you are yourself now. She was like, because now I feel like I can be myself. And it's like, whoa, like, because if you're not yourself, somebody else don't feel safe enough to be their selves. But like when you can get on the phone and you both like, I'm like, Herman, girl, and she's like, oh, yeah, because you ain't going to tell her business, you know, because people always get mad at me for telling their business on this podcast. But, you know, <laughs> but it's just crazy. And I think for me, I think another question I want to ask you is how do you, how do you become okay with the separation? Like, how do you become, like, what made you okay with, like, okay, things are changing, things are different. And I have to move on. Like, for me, I think uh, recently I was invited to hang out with some people that I used to go to church with after a church event. And for me, I didn't go uh, because I felt like it would be weird. Like, mm -hmm. y'all celebrating an after event. Like, this is just not me anymore. And, like, I'm not that Raynaud anymore, and I don't really want to hear about that. Like, and I know you don't really understand where I'm at now. So, like, how do you come... How do you become okay with like things are different? I think for me it's different because I want to say I was borderline miserable. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be judicial with my words at this moment because I don't know how I was miserable per se, but like for I'm, I, I was kind of similar to you in a sense. I had a bigger personality, right? Okay. And when you're and when you're hiding who you are, it's hard to be your full self. Yep. For those people who are a little more common nature, maybe you aren't really like suppressing a lot of behavior, so yes. it was okay closet for you but as for me i wanted to burst through the scenes i wanted to be my biggest self and it was very difficult and so when i finally got my taste of bursting through the scenes i wasn't even worried about places that made me feel confined i was so like fervent on like who can i find that's gonna make me feel just as big as i already think i am yeah but how big i want to explore you yeah. know and so for me it was a no-brainer listen if i don't feel 
like super I, I went OD with it though if I don't feel super liberated super hurt super accepted super motivated super I'm good baby I don't, I don't even want to be that girl trust me I'm okay yeah <laughs> I'm okay it hurts a little bit I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound too euphoric right yeah. like I had three homeboys in college the, the entire duration we played together all the things and you do kind of miss those friendships yeah. right and and I'm being really, 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 really honest. There was a portion of my time in the journey where I missed the closeted version of myself. Like I missed the luxury of that passing. I missed yes. the luxury of not knowing my sexuality. I missed the luxury of it kind of being inconspicuous to <laughs> didn't talk about the yeah. luxury. You know what I'm saying? I just missed that energy yeah. because I saw how people handled me after coming out and yeah. they wanted to respect me more and learn me more. And that kind of is uncomfortable at times. I miss just kind of coming into the space and we, you know, yeah. do our thing. But at the same time, I wouldn't go back to shame to get those little luxuries, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because, yeah. It does feel... Because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, uh, it's like I really understand what you're saying because, like, I mean, you're a steps ahead of me in this journey, but I get it. Like, I'm like everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, like, it, it makes totally sense because that is literally, like, what I'm living right now. I think... Even for me on this podcast, I think when I first came out, I was so like, oh, like, I want to talk about, I love men, da 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 And now I'm just like, like, I don't know if like, I have to say that all the time. Like, I just do. Like, it is what it is. Like, or if I post something and I think somebody's fine on Instagram, like, I don't have to post it to my close friends. I mean, if they have a girlfriend, I will post it to my close friends. I think out of respect. You know what I'm saying? I will post Got it. Because there is Got one it. man I do really like, um, but he has a girlfriend, and I don't want to be disrespectful. But he plays for the, I think it's the Patriots, number 92. Okay, but anyways, I'm not going to say that on tonight. But if he ever changes his mind, if he ever wants to spin the block, Robo Shata, he could spin it right here on the Not Safe for Church podcast. It'll be on the podcast because I like to leave, I like my lovers to be on the, not on the low, but I don't like everybody to know. I, I, like, I get it. I, like to, I feel like I share so much with the world that I just want to have something private. You know what I mean? I like I love that. Like me and Odell Beckham Jr. We're, we're pretty proud of it. Okay. Are y'all together? Why wouldn't we be? Okay. I didn't know y'all were together. I didn't see you in that one video that was going viral. Let's keep it. Let's but, keep it moving. But anyways, what are some active steps that people can take to create space? And I mean, like all people, like what are, even like in family situations or friend groups, like how can people create space for others? Oh, so many things. Um, I think as it relates to people dealing with, people dealing with younger people, drop pronouns. Um, I, that's my biggest suggestion is to teachers and parents of younger children. Um, let go of pronouns. Stop asking little boys if they have a girlfriend at school. Ask them if they have any crushes. Allow yeah. them to come to you with the gender of that crush, right? Like, stop making everything about gender because they get forced to people into this binary that most people don't exist in. Yeah. As it relates to adults, I think, um, listen, I think a lot of times with allyship, you want to be such an ally that you want to be heard and seen and felt and revered. But at the same time, a big part of allyship in any space is to just listen, right? Like encounter the room, read the room, um, and just what's happening um, and show up for people, right? I think it's a two-way street, of course. And also use your resources before you use your people. Oftentimes we are burdening people in the community with questions and having to, having to answer these things and the responsibility of educating you. And there are too many resources. There's this big thing called Google. You can figure out most questions before I have to ask the person. So I would 
suggest those few things and then it'll get you started on your space creating journey. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think I, I one thing I hate like when I go to Christian spaces, they're like, How do you like how are you Christian? How are you gay? It's just like I've answered that question 30 times. Like, I, I don't want to answer. And first of all, it's a monogamous relationship. Like, you're not in my relationship with God, so mind your business. It's that simple. Like, when I pray, I don't be talking about you. I mean, I might be my friend or you need prayer. I'll, I'll call you out by name. But I don't be asking God, like, how is she saying she want to lose weight, but she's still eating donuts every morning or at Chick-fil-A every morning? Like, I don't I do not do that, you know? Uh-huh. I, I, and I'm not even talking about nobody. I really am not. I promise I'm not. I know there's nobody on my head because I know some people think be thinking that. Okay, but okay, on this avenue of creating space, OBO, yeah. I think sometimes people, I think even as a, a gay community or LGBTQ, I think people don't know how to live in a space where we don't have to agree to belong. Do you, where, where do you, where do you stand on that? That, you know, cause that might be a little, cause for me, I don't need you to agree with me. I don't need, and I'm okay with understanding that you may not have done the work to get to where I am because there was a certain point in my life where I had not done the work and I was living in the dark. And now that I'm in the light, I'm like, okay, I get it. So I don't mind doing life with people who don't understand and so how do you create space for people who may have opposing opinions than you and don't see the world like you do? I don't. Praise God. Um, and so I think there's a fine line between the two, right? Okay. You don't have, I'm not giving you anything to agree with, to be honest. Like my, my sexual orientation is not a, a thing that's on the chopping block to be agree or disagree with is who I am. And so if you don't agree with who I am, then you shouldn't be here. Now, whether or not you agree with how in which I exhibit, how in which I, I portray myself, um, the way in which I carry myself, those are not that's not my sexual that's not my sexual orientation, right? It could be a byproduct of such. Okay. But a lot of things that we are I'm attaching the sexual orientation are just who people are. Yeah. Like, I'm sick he would do the most. That's not because he's gay. He just does the most. Period. Right? Like, <laughs> like, I'm a gay person. Like, right? I'm not necessarily the most flamboyant guy in the room. Yeah. It's not because I'm gay. It's because he's a flamboyant person. That's what you don't like. And I think yeah. you just attach all these things to sexual orientation. They have nothing. I like guys. Yeah. That's where it starts and stops. Now, everything else is about like, my personality. If I want to, you know, whatever. If I want to snap. I want to use some lingo. Whatever that looks like, if you don't appreciate that, that's who I am as a as a in behavior, which is fine. But I think I want to see a space where we stop accrediting behavior to sexual orientation because they're two totally different things. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think for me, I think we can miss out on valuable relationships just because people don't see things the same see things the same way we do. You know, and tell me those things. Okay, like I think I. And this is just, this might be my past experience just from my life lived. I under, like, there are some, I, one of my closest friends, uh, I don't want to put words in the mouth. Jeff, he's been on this podcast. Uh, he's one of my closest friends. We literally had dinner two weeks ago. Like, that's my guy. Um, I know that he does not agree with same-sex relations, right? But I know he loves me. And I know that- What do we mean by agree? I guess my question, like, he doesn't agree or doesn't see them as- uh, uh, viable and under the confines of religion. He doesn't see them as... like. Uh, what is the I believe he would probably say that it's not God's best... I'm not living in God's best for me, according to him, right? Okay. 
Okay. And I also could say to him, I'm like, you just over the top. Like, you're doing too much. Like, I always like, oh, God, like, when you get to heaven, God's going to be like, dude, you was doing a lot. Like, it wasn't that deep. Like, just love people and shut the hell up. And so we both see each other like totally. But it's something about our friendship that it brings back. I think I like knowing that. I don't know. To me, I feel like that's where real love comes into place. When we because real love starts when you don't agree. Yeah, I think it, I think it's contingent, right? I think it's contingent upon what you don't agree with. If you don't agree with things that are core to me, I don't know how we'll be in friendship, right? Like if you don't, it's not like a relationship, right? If you and I were dating and you don't agree with monogamy, and I did, then I mean, I mean, how are we gonna make it work, right? But right, but if, Hallelujah. but if they were in a relationship and you don't agree with the fact that I eat pork. And that doesn't affect you, then maybe we can still be in a relationship. So I think it kind of boils down to like how core is what you disagree with. And for me, my sexual orientation plays a big part in my life because again, I don't want close friends that can't come to my wedding. I don't want close friends that can't godparent my children. I don't want close friends that I can't invite over with my partner or cooking dinner. You know, like certain things that are core and I feel like you're holding your breath around me. I don't know how close we can be. And I think it becomes that tough pill to swallow on this journey when you start to realize that, I'm not saying this is going to be Jeff, Jessica, looking God, hopefully you keep him close. But I'm just saying, like, on this journey, it becomes tough to make those really tough decisions that you can't fully support me. And I need to be fully supported. So what does that look like? And it doesn't always mean cut people off. I want to make that very clear in this moment. It doesn't always mean they have to go away. It means there can be some tough dialogue for some hearts to change. And I've seen that personally in some of my friendships, even in my family members, right? Yeah. I've changed some hearts. Hey, listen, the way in which you are handling me is going to impede upon you and I being in proximity. Is that what you're ready for? Yeah. And they say no. And then we have to work on, well, how do we be, how do we come to a conclusion? What does this look like? I'm not going to not be gay. I'm going to continue to love and support you. I want to feel loved and supported. Yeah. And I think every, and I get what you're saying. I think every friendship is different because I know if I got married, Jeff would come. He may not agree, but he would be there and he would be happy for me. He would be like, okay, I don't really, okay, but I'm there. Like, so it's, it's, it's different. There's also certain friends that I know I would not invite to my wedding because I don't, I know they don't really, you know, mess with the whole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, that friend, like that friend who can't dress. Like, I know I'm what you wear. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'd be like, oh, sometimes I have some friends. I'd be like, what are you going to wear when we go out? But also, I don't really. Oh God, I'm about. To, I'm not gonna say this out loud. All my, all my women friends, all my friends are typically a, very attractive. Like everybody that like I hang out with, they're pretty hot. <laughs> like I don't have one friend that I'm like, it's not hot. I love that. Yeah, I mean, all of them, I think they're all pretty attractive. Go. Uh, I'm not saying all, <laughs> but most. I would say 90% of my friends are very attractive. They're very, uh, very attractive. Uh, attractive. So, Obi, I think my next question would be to you: Is you know you're on this journey? Like, where do you see yourself going? Like, what is the next step in creating space? Like, when you, when you, you know, you keep you keep creating space. Like, what do you, where do you see yourself going with that? Like, what is the What's the trajectory? What's the... Yeah, so um, at this point, I think I'm going to start touring colleges. So okay. I'm speaking to universities. Uh, I spoke at Georgia State, uh, yeah, at yeah. university here. I'll be in Kentucky at University of Louisville in a few weeks. Like, I want to start to get on the college level because I feel like the collegiate level is when a lot of us start to explore, Yeah. right? We're 
in grade school, we kind of have the feelings. We're, what is this thing called? We can kind of suppress it for a little minute. But then once them tassels get to turning, things also get to turning, huh? My and so, I just got out of a sixth year from college to, I said, I'm not bringing that, that man into 27. He could, he got to stay. He's got to stay. I met him at Point University. I saw him the latest when I saw him in October somewhere. And I said, no, that's it. It's over. I brought that college weight too long. It, it, we, we carried it too far. That burden has to be lifted. And blessed be the lamb. Because I don't know how, how toxic it was, but, you know, it becomes <laughs> we're, when we're all navigating, it just becomes very difficult. And I think... For me, I want to make sure I'm like getting people aware in which I can be the most useful. Um, and of course, still do brand partnerships on social media, partnering with different brands. Yeah. I did a video recently with IKEA. Um, just doing things that are bringing awareness um, to different corporations. But the main goal, honestly, is to just really touch people um, in the community, man, and really yeah. have those conversations around how do you be liberated? What does that look like? Conversations like this, what does friendship look like? All the things that are affecting us in a major way because it's a lot to navigate, you know, when you're trying to navigate who you are, but also not be in a silo, not be isolated, not to lose all your friends and family, but also still want to be respected and affirmed. Yeah. Do you feel like you found a new community as you have walked into your truth at a greater level? Has, like, what has... From when you started this journey to where you are now, like what has been the greatest shift in your community? Oof, yeah, I think I've had to. How candid are we being? I guess it can be really candid, right? So I think I had to let go of certain ideals that I had as a shameful man. You know, I think for me in shame, I sexualized almost everything because that was kind of the fullness of what my interaction with guys was as a class. Person, you know, it wasn't like we can go hold hands and go to dinner. You know, it just wasn't a reality. Yeah. And so I think a lot of what existed in the dark, I kind of still kept that same mentality. So I was interacting with new people. I still was trying to look at them in ways that wasn't conducive for friendship, wasn't conducive for, you know, us to be in community and grow together. And yeah. so for me, the big issue has been actually having platonic, honest, free thinking, liberated friendships, you know, and I think yeah. it's, it doesn't still spook me now, but there was a time, bro, where am I really in a group setting with some gay guys? Yeah. Like, is this, is this real life? Yeah. <laughs> like me? Yeah. You know, am I really in community? And I, I was at, um, I hate to keep doing the thing, but I feel like I sound like a, like I was here, but I was at um, BT hadn't even for Period. Uh, OBO, you better walk out. I, I hate, let me tell you something. When people are going through bad stuff, they're like, oh, you know, everybody want to talk about the bad stuff, but when good things are happening, talk about it. Like, I hate when people don't talk about good things. Like, that's, it's a moment. Let's celebrate. Like, life is hard. When something good happens, it's okay to talk about it. If I pray yeah. you at BT, I pray you at the Grammys next year. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want people to win. I want to be happy for people. I rejoice with those who rejoice. There's some people who that. don't rejoice with those who rejoice. And they like rejoice. be looking like shame. But, but yeah, God. so let's uh, event the BT through and to be surrounded by so many people in the community was, yeah. was wild. But I think also because I hadn't met a lot of the letters, right? I, I didn't know. I've never met a trans person before, mm-hmm. you know, and now I have trans friends, you know, and both male and but both men and women. You know, mm-hmm. I have so many different experiences and kinds of people in my community. And I think also a byproduct isn't about some of the frivolous things that I once carried when I had my straight friends, to be honest. A lot of that stuff I realized was a little more materialistic when I was interacting with my straight friends, right? Like, do we both, we both fly? 
or we yeah. both, you know, we both get women, we both good looking, yeah. that kind of stuff. But now it's more like, what's your heart talking about? Yeah. Where, like, where's your character? Yeah. Like, how, like, how can I be more me around you? How can you be more you around me? Those kinds of things. Yeah. You know, I think it's important. that is something I've learned recently, like in coming out. I feel like for so long I was like scared of like what other people think about as friends with this person or that person. And now I really don't give a freak. I have one of my close friends, a uh, premier. I mean, he got, he got body for days and I mean, mm -hmm. we'll wear a skirt. Cut, he was on the podcast. I mean, premier is just, he's that bitch. Like if you see premier, it's like, period. It. And I Hello. think I remember one time he asked me, he was like, and then when I, before I came out, he was like, what if I want to go to church? And I felt uneasy because I knew if I, if he came to church and he had a skirt on, like, I was like, I don't know what those people would say, but now I'm in such a place now where, and this is just where I'm at on my journey. Please don't kill me. Cause I know some of the saints watch and I love everybody. I don't, I don't really go to church like that anymore. I don't mm. want to be in those toxic environments um mm. now especially like white evangelical i just can't do it you know my pe one thing about black people is i could still sing at a black church and nobody would say nothing like it's like yeah he's doing what he's doing my he, they mind their business but yeah so i still go to black church but yeah i refuse to walk into a um I'm not saying I refuse to walk into because I might go, but it's just not something that, that I wake up on Sunday morning like I want to. Yeah, because I don't want to walk in spaces where you need me to be somebody else to show. Yeah, I, I just can't do it. I can't do it no more. And I'm OK. And that's an amazing <laughs> place to be. Like, honestly, when not being you feels foreign. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think that's the part that like clicks for a lot of people on their journey. Right. Because for myself. Being me felt foreign yep. because I wasn't me all the time. You know what I'm saying? I was more so portraying what it meant to be a person who was passable in society, a person who could be frontline, a person who just had a comfortable experience through the world. But now that I'm in my fullness, it almost feels weird to not be able to be my full self. Like, huh? Yeah. I can't wear this. I can't say this. I can't do this. Like, eh, I'll pass. And I feel like it comes to everything, too. Like, when you really start walking in it. Like, I remember when I used to work, you know, I worked at it predominantly white churches. And I used to feel weird about, like, posting things about being black and being proud to be black and, like, just certain things. And now I feel so liberated when it comes to life in general. Like, I'm not, like, I'm just me. And I think yeah. I had some trial and error, you know, on this podcast, you know, last season. And sure. There's some things I said, you know, I wish I didn't need to say, but, you know, I was just trying to figure out who I was because All I had never been this person. Like, you know, no. I'm, uh, some things I watched back, I'm like, oh, I said that? <laughs> like. All part of the process. That was All nasty. Like, oh. I don't want everybody to know I'm a certified freak seven days a week. You know what I mean? Like, but, you know, sometimes, you know, that's what, you know, that's what God called, you know, God, maybe God wanted the saints to know, you know, and, you know, whoever's listening. But, um, <laughs> oh, man, I'm really crazy. And this is just crazy to me. I think another just byproduct of, like, when you really start to live into who you're supposed to be, like, the people that I looked up to, like, the person that I had last week on last week's episode and like somebody like you, it's like God will really connect you to like really just amazing people when you start to walk in who you're supposed to be. And like, I don't feel like I had an example like in church of like how to come out and I was a worship leader. Like I didn't have that example, but knowing that like, man, like you were a text away and you didn't know me from Adam's apple. Like you, like 
that was amazing to me. And like, you really are like who you say you are. You know, there's some yeah. people you watch on YouTube. There's some people you hear sing because there's one artist, one gospel artist, or just people in general. You experience them in real life, and you'd be like, I. There's one person I can't even hear his songs no more. Like when he sings certain songs, I just be like, mm. uh, you on froze? Can you touch? Are Do you, you not hear me? I can hear you, but you might be froze. I, but you can't see me. I can't see you right now. But th maybe that's God. You. Maybe God telling me that I need to wrap up this episode. <laughs> Come on. Well, y'all, I would like to thank my sponsors, my co-host Obio. Thank you for being on. I want to remind you to like, comment, and subscribe. I want to thank Claiborne Urban Loops. Remember to subscribe and share. Then you can give and receive. Come on, I love a giver and a receiver. Come on, follow us on at NS NSFC Podcast. Till the next time, Jesus is for everybody, 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 everybody. everybody.